This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap episode 180. This is Rajesh Sen. This is Abhinandan Sekri and we are continuing to record from the comfort of our homes that hopefully shall record from the studio soon. Also, the News Laundry website, the new website is up for testing. Many of our subscribers would have already got the link. Uh, and hopefully in another two or three weeks, our uh, new website should be ready to be unveiled to everybody else. And uh, then a lot of our stuff is going to go behind the paywall. So do subscribe before that. So today we have uh, an English film, a Hindi film, both on Netflix. Maybe Netflix is actually paying us on the side and we aren't letting people know. Then we have a, a celebrity table read, which has... taken the as republic tv puts it the entire twitterati is astounded like that so it's taken the entire internet world by storm we have no reason for making this claim but it sounds like a good claim to me you watched the whole thing yeah it's only 50 minutes only 50 minutes okay fine <laughs> i'm very dedicated to the cause i also watched some news channels last night for your editor Wonderful. To write an article. So if I can sit through ten minutes of public and other shit, this was pleasurable, no? We're doing no more this, and and uh, we have an ad by Paytm, which I'm wondering how it has passed the scrutiny of the woke generation, which yeah is slapping people around. And uh, we have a music uh, video and a mix actually, which is seven years old. But I just discovered it and I'm blown away. So I thought we have to talk about it. And we have the Emmys that you must have watched. Yes, I watched the Emmys also. Which they called what this time? Hasn't they didn't call it anything? They uh, called it the, the Emmys only. Pandemies. Oh, that way. Oh, it's so cool. You're very with it. I'm very. I don't know. Some youngster must have told you this. So let's start off with Dolly, Kitty, Kate, or Chamakte Sitare. और वो चमकते सितारे लेट मी गेट द टाइटल इट इज अ फिल्म बाय अलंकृता श्रीवास्तव ऑफ लिपस्टिक कंटम एंड बुरका फेम प्रोड्यूस बाय एकता कपूर एंड शोभा कपूर हुड हैव थॉट दैट दे हैव गॉट सो प्रोग्रेसिव फ्रॉम द सास बहू आई थिंक दे आर लाइक द टाइम्स दे प्ले ऑल साइड्स एंड इट्स इज स्टार्स भूमि पेडनेकर कोंकणा शर्मा एंड हैज विक्रांत मासी कोबरा सेट एज वेल इन स्मॉलर रोल्स बट एंड इट ऑल्सो इज आमिर बशीर अच्छा है कि तुम हमारे पास नोएडा आ गई हो है ना अब कुछ भी हो हम है तुम्हारे साथ मेरा नाम किटी है और मैं रेड रोज रोमांस ऐप की तरफ से आपकी नई कंपेनियन अच्छी है कि लड़की लोग ये सब काम नहीं करती है गजनी आपको गर्व होना चाहिए अपनी बहन पे ना पैसा कमारी और बंद करो प्लीज देखिए डॉली दी जॉब है और हम कर रहे हैं बेसिकली इट्स अ स्टोरी ऑफ टू स्मॉल टाउन सिस्टर्स कजंस हु हैव कम एंड सेटल्ड इन नोएडा दिल्ली NCR, whatever you want to call it, hmm. and uh, they are obviously from a marginalized community or caste. And uh, one of them is married with two kids, and she's leading a really regular middle-class life with middle-class aspirations. And it's her finding her kind of wings and freedom and voice. And the younger sister who's come to try to make it from her small town or village, and uh, you know, confronted with urban life, booze. you know the smoking the fast life and she works in a call center which does romance calls it's not phone sex but it is phone intimacy which uh, is an app that she works with uh, and that is basically the world both of them occupy and the older sister which is konkana sharma 
uh, whose name is Dolly, works in a charter in an accountant firm. Yeah, some small firm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what it's about. So, Rajshri Sen, what did you think? So, one is this thing what you said about Balaji. They tend to make, uh, they do the Times Now thing. So, I don't actually know what are their shows. Honestly, their TV serials, the women are not repressed in Balaji uh, TV series. They are just women you don't want to be like. So, it's the horrible sass who's repressing the son that she doesn't like. Then there's one scheming Bahu. So these are all emancipated women, so to speak, in Balaji uh, serials. And the Nagin, they are the ones who make Nagin the show. So they are all female characters, but you don't want to be any of these female characters. That's the thing. Like Navika Kumar is also an emancipated woman, but do I want to be Navika Kumar? No, I don't want to be Navika Kumar. They made that film with Karina and your favorite Swara Bhaskar. And uh, I've forgotten the film's name though. You know, with the four of them, hmm. the four friends. So they do keep making these kind of films. And Ragini MMS, I think, is also theirs. So they make films with female protagonists. So in this, I have to say, Alankrita's last film was Lipstick Under My Burka, which uh, I think this film suffers from the same problem in the sense that it's fun. It's a fun film for sure, parts of it. And it's a nice break from our normal lives of just hearing how this virus will kill us sooner or later. So it's fun. The two of them, the characters are fun characters. There are some moments which are very nice. Their interaction, the two sisters, the interactions that they have, the kind of fights that siblings have where you think that, oh, now they'll never speak to each other again. Next week, they are back to talking to each other and they get along all that but it just I can't understand what she is trying to say because the understanding that it is so it's a slight spoiler but uh, as Mayank Shekhar said because I commented on his page and he said oh shit it's a spoiler and then he said but then it's not a thriller so no one's looking for some (laughs) suspenseful turn of events what she shows these women doing right at the end, if life was that simple that you could just get on with your life in this manner and leave certain things which are considered baggage or have tied you down and just get on with life, most women's lives would be very simple. It's not that simple to... And I don't understand what is the point. Like it's, I didn't get the point of the film. Like what is she trying to do? I think it's made for a slightly more mature. Uh Like you, emancipated like you. That's Uh why you didn't get it uh, because I think a little bit of it went over you. I I think that um, while I don't think it ends up that all is well and hunky-dory and life is that simple. I don't think it has simplicity at all. I just think it ends on a note of hope, which is nice, which I liked. I really liked the film, by the way. I thought it uh, demonstrated... Uh, an understanding of of cinema, uh, which is really amazing because it's it's got a lot of you know p- parallel themes, uh, parallel tracks happening, and none of those tracks, according to me, seemed rushed or half baked or forced. They very organically kind of were weaved into the film. So I think it's very expertly and deftly made. Uh, what I do think would have taken this film to another level is if she had actors who were, you know, more significant than, uh, by significant, I don't mean stars, but performers than Konkana and uh, Bhumi. I think both of them are 
you know, they they are competent actors, but they're not great. And I think a really gifted actor could have done something else with this role, like maybe a Tabu, or um, you know, who am I thinking of? I don't know some really amazing um, actor like or, or Nirmat Kaur, you know, from Lunchbox. Yeah, you know, okay. A, a performance like that would have taken us into the next level. I thought it was what was nice was it ended on hope, but and what also I liked was it was very subtle. Nothing was like at least as far as the acting definitely wasn't subtle. Konkona kind of goes over the top often, but the point she was making, I mean, often it wasn't you know forced other than the little child who's you know confused about his uh, sexuality. Hmm. I think all other things are very uh, very subtly and beautifully weaved together. Uh, I I loved it, but. Rashi, I want to ask you: Do you think Greater Noida was a character in the film? Yeah, Greater Noida is a character in anyone's life once you enter it. I you... entered it twice in my life, and it has stayed with me forever. There's so I, who lives in Gurgaon? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I always say Gurgaon also has stayed in my life. It's not like I stay out of choice. Given a choice, I wouldn't live here. But now, what to do? We have to make do with what we can. But uh, no, so I thought the Kubrasat's character, the relationship with the DJ, was all those things were very nicely done. But I did feel uh, that whole, you know, what happens, which is the turning point where certain characters therefore have to leave the uh, film. I won't give that away. What happens at the performance? That I felt was very pat. Like it suddenly an extreme thing happens, and I felt that jarred a little bit. I also do feel that while there was hope, it's not that easy for people to take those decisions. The decision that Konkona has shown as taking, if it was that easy, so many people I know who are far more emancipated would have far happier lives. But you can't, especially when kids are involved and all. So are you assuming every film is an absolute accurate reflection of reality of every reality that you're aware of? Like it's like, and B, does everybody have the same reality? Because I could also argue that I don't know why they are show the struggle so hard for someone to take a decision like that. I can say that for a lot of people, it'll be way easier to take that decision and wouldn't have to come to the push that it came to in her case. But it has to be plausible for the character. I don't think it was plausible for her character. The way her character was shown. No. It has to be plausible for that character. It doesn't have to be plausible for me. I wouldn't be in that situation anyway. I'm not talking so about you. Based on I'm no, but I'm saying even twenty people I know wouldn't be. But it has to be plausible for that character arc. She hmm. suddenly took off on an arc which, to me, didn't make sense. No, you said that for others. I. I... If it's for her, then it was wrong. You said if it was so easy for everybody, then everybody. Would no, no, but it is a manner of it's the way people speak English. If it was so easy for everybody to do, everybody would do it. That doesn't mean when I say everybody that the whole population of the world I'm talking about. I see. So now you brushed my question away. That is great, annoyed a character. Why I asked that question is that it is clearly a reflection of the struggling, you know, uh, Mufassil town people coming. To NCR and trying to make it, and but any film that is shot in Kolkata, the review will start with, which will probably be done by Bengali, that Kolkata is a character in the film. But so many films are shot in Greater Noida or Faridabad or Delhi, and this, the whole Greater Noida subtext is very important in this film. But I haven't heard anyone say Greater Noida is a character in this film. I think it's unique to Calcutta. Even if you 
shoot like one item song in Catrite becomes a character in the film. What do you think, Rajesh? Is that true? I don't know. You're the person who experiences a bit of Calcutta every day in your life. You tell me. Though I think that young delivery boy Amol Parashar has acted so well. It, it, I mean, it's very well cast, other than Dolly and Kitty, which I think they could have got better actors. Uh, I think everybody else was really well cast, and the expression of both him and Vikram Masi, you know, which I call the KLPD expression when they get KLPDs, both of them. It was too good, you know. It was. I'm amazed how well these guys can get the KLPD expression. I think. No, no, no! You must have gone through this many times. That's the KLPD expression internalized. That they can like just completely perform with it whenever they want. But Vikram Masi, especially that last scene where he meets her for the last time, his expression in that. So his character, I really liked because I he played it very well. This whole. thing he was just very good even his conversation the dialogues were very good i have to say when he's talking to her on the phone the way he reacts or and this boy was very sweet but i even think amir bashir's reaction to finding out about his wife mm. the way he, he says he makes a comment about delivery boy and all that like it is what many men would say that's the reaction it's not so much that you've been screwed around on It's who the person has that is more upsetting than the fact that the person actually screwed it up. Uh, yeah, I th- I think that the performances by and large were either you know good or very hmm. good um, or competent. But uh, I thought I, I think it's a must watch also because you know this and Cuties. I, I think when you watch both those films back to back, the market has to be flooded with such films because I think these films actually can you know whether you. you know like it or not or agree with it or not the whole idea of uh, you know women reclaiming their space hmm is um is a theme that has to completely saturate the market because so far the market was saturated by aapki nazron ne samjha pyar ke kabil hame aur you know tum hi mere sab kuch tum hi devta ho type thing uh, i think if, you know children i exposed to this cinema right when they are just kind of Hmm. internalizing pop culture as part of their personalities it would uh, help make society better rachi said did you think it was uh, well shot but i don't think the cinematography was anything spectacular it was just competent it was like it was done by someone who knows how to light and how to frame nothing very uh, not, i mean there was no cinematic grammar if that's what you're asking no why the friend of yours the camera person that's why Okay, competent. I think everybody was oh. competent. Not outstanding. Like I think the 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 cinematography of Cuties was outstanding. I didn't always agree with how they treated it, but uh, one thing I did feel about what you're saying about Bhumi and Kompana, I think they can act actually. They act decently enough, but uh, they were too well groomed for this role. Like Kompana, especially. has never looked so attractive in any other film and it is very difficult to if you're showing the setting that she's coming from with two kids to look after she goes to work she's a very involved mother and wife and all she's perfectly groomed her hair is blow dried i'm jealous because my hair is not blow dried right now she has ringlets this bhumi also is very they do not look the part so much konkona is dressed the way you would be if you were and there is one comment that her cousin it's the kind of jive that you make when you want to be nasty to someone where she says ye bindi or uh, shirt t-shirt wali look is making you look like an auntie something she says 
But so I didn't feel that they looked the especially Konkona did not look the her look was too well put together to be playing this role. While um, there was a lot of latitude given, correctly so, to the women and why they are doing what they are doing to deal mm-hmm. with whatever angst that they yeah. are. I thought it was very harsh and judgy on a man who is just making a call to get off and jerk off in the loo. I mean, he's not going out and cheating on his wife, you know, with a, another woman and, or, or going to a hooker. I, and the way that was treated as so judgy, while sex outside marriage is not to be judged. I, now I'm not saying you have to judge either, but what I'm saying is that to be so judgy about a man making a call where he just gets off by listening to a woman, you know, whisper sweet, nothing into his ear was really treated as some sort of a sin. And I thought that was uh, interesting. And, I, and, and maybe it's a, when the pendulum goes the other way, it goes too far. But I really thought that was inconsistent. And I was like, okay, how, how does that make, make sense? But I didn't find that Abhinanan. I didn't think they were being judgy about him. It was, I felt they didn't, dwell, they could have dwelled on it more where he could have explained like when she, when she's outraged by the fact that this is happening. I get that the cousin was outraged that she's the one receiving the call, right? That can be a little putting off, but uh, not little. It would put me off quite a bit if I was the recipient of that call. But uh, I actually didn't find it. I felt they just brushed over it, which I found odd. That is either the breaking point or not the breaking point. It's one or two things it can be, right? I just felt they brushed it under the carpet. And maybe I think it's both her gender speaking that she said. No, because I really didn't. I thought it was quite cute though that he doesn't have an affair and he doesn't go to a hooker or anything. He, because when he take the phone, I thought they are showing that he's going and watching porn. Yeah. But that he's actually calling up, it to me, that's very sweet that all he wants is to talk to someone who's being nice and affectionate to him. Right. Anyway, I thought it was men are quite part. sad. Like Why that. don't our audiences uh, of yeah. this podcast uh, watch and tell us, do they think that it was judgy? And let's have some men and women weigh in. So then we'll know that if it's our gender that perceives things differently uh, as being more sympathetic or less sympathetic. Before we move on to the next film... Yes. I'd like uh, Raj to tell us about this Ridgemont High past times live. Like, what is the concept? Why has it been put up there? Why is it like Bana Long? I didn't quite. Oh understand. my God! So many questions, Abhinandan. So little time. What's the concept? I don't understand it. So, Fast Times at Ridgemont High is a 1982 film, what which was a cult classic. Okay, and it starred Jennifer Jason Lee who you've seen, mm-hmm. who used to be in those uh, horror films, like horror, those scream kind of films, right? And uh, this was put together to raise money for coronavirus, like I think for medical workers and so on. That's why this was put together. So it's a table read of the script, not the whole script, because that would be one and a half hours long, which was done from everyone's home. It's one hour long, so it's not that different. One and a half, 30 more minutes. Like, no, it might have been more. God knows I haven't seen the uh, original the film. This is the reading of that script. Yeah. But the point was not the reading of the script so much as the people who got together to do the reading, which is Morgan Freeman plays the, he gives the directions. Hmm. And that voiceover, right? That uh, whoever, 
Kate moves to the left like that and walks into the house. He does that voice and uh, he does that role. And they had Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, Shia LaBeouf, Jimmy Kimmel, John Legend, Sean Penn. All of them were part of this. So each of them has a character and Jimmy Kimmel has, like it was funny in the sense that Jimmy Kimmel played all the side characters. All these others had one, one character. He played all the sidekicks that are there. Like one guy would walk in and say, can I have a burger? I think basically the whole excitement was so many stars in one frame yeah. doing Zoom call. Unless since we are all doing Zoom calls, they are also doing Zoom calls and how normal. And, you know, when she says, hi, Brad, and he says, hi, Jennifer, or hi, Aniston. Yeah, no, of course, that it was more. <laughs> but they were quite normal. I couldn't watch more than 10 minutes of this, not even 10, I think I watched about six because I wasn't sure why I'm watching it. Like, what? what is this? It was an existential test for you, Abhinandan. Sorry, I failed. I don't know how the fuck any one hour of people is talking. It was very funny. Even if they are, no, it wasn't funny. What was what was the punchline? It what was, was punch? very funny. The dialogues are funny. The way they were reading the lines was funny. It was all funny. You've lost that, you know, that... Zest for living and loving and laughing that's gone, Abhinandan. Gone, Rajshri. But I was, I, the one thing that I was, you know, very thrilled to see was Ray Liotta. Because I remember when oh, I was, Ray Liotta was also there, yeah. In school and college, I had watched uh, a whole bunch of films. Of course, one is the one with uh, my favorite uh, actress at the time um, in Unlawful Entry. What was her name? She was also in Last of the Mohicans. She was beautiful, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you. Madeline Stowe was her name. Madeline Stowe. How can I forget? Yeah, for the longest time I was in love with Madeline. At last of the Mohicans was such a good film. I'm sure if I watch it now, it will be quite terrible. But at that point, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought, but she was the most beautiful person in the whole world for me at the time. But whole world? The whole world. He, he was also in a film called Karina Karina with uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Which it only was, you watched and Whoopi Goldberg watched. No, no, you have. It's a beautiful film. It's such an amazing film. Uh, and both of them had acted so well. I mean, it's, I highly recommend, uh, I think it is called, she's his, whatever, you know, housekeeper or babysitter for his child. And he's a, you know, single dad and hmm. she's black and he's white. And, and I mean, it's just really good. So, uh, so, so yes, so that, so that is what it was basically just, it was star watching this, this. It was star watching and to see that all the old aging stars still look really nice and they have a sense of humor and Sean Penn was very entertaining. It was all, it was like an internal, it was like Karan Johar's talk show, but yes. with more interesting people doing slightly more talented things than you see on a show. And that, they are all adults in this case. And they are adults and they don't make like, even when Brad Pitt and uh, Jennifer Aniston say their lines, uh, Matthew McConaughey is also part of the, he's the one who looks like he's 18 years old. Anything anyone says and like, you know, when uh, Jennifer Morgan Freeman says, and then he basically has to describe how she gives a blowjob. So Morgan Freeman at one point says, are you sure this is in the script? Because it's a bit much. But the only one who looks like excited beyond belief is Matthew McConaughey. If you really think he smoked two doobies for sure, he and Shia LaBeouf, and they are very, so it's it's funny to see in that way, but you're, you don't have to be, you have to be not jaded to appreciate it, you get it? 
I find Shia LaBeouf insufferable. No, oh, he's horrible. I think they also find him insufferable. But now he must have said, I'll be part of it. So, uh, we shall from here move on to, uh, we shall keep cuties for a little later. There are, there's this song that I want to talk about. But yes. first, I can just get into this email. Uh, and this comes from Gibran, who's a subscriber. Gibran mm-hmm. says, Dear Abhinandan and Rajshree, I hope all of you at News Laundry are doing well. I've been a huge fan of the platform for years. I've been an on and off subscriber and please don't worry, I am one right now. I believe it's Meghnad's mail about the Corona Jihad advertisement that made me subscribe again. From one Dehradun boarding school boy to another, this podcast has been a respite and I have been binging on multiple episodes lately since I discovered it last month. I literally listen to it during each of my work breaks and end up sleeping while listening to it. Yeah. I swear I meant that as a compliment. No, I, I get what you mean because even I go to sleep uh, to a podcast, Gibran. I feel I want to talk about the issue which was highlighted by Rajshree from I May Destroy You in terms of the anger that Gen Z has. I believe that there is an information overload today. There is also a constant race for this generation to consume content which could be because of the need of rising competition in all spheres of life. Now with that rising content also comes an understanding of structural social inequalities and injustices that individuals face in terms of microaggressions around the country, such as from issues of not getting a house in certain locality because of an individual's religion or caste-based identity to having to see active vilification on news media. I feel the realizations of these issues and the helplessness of not being able to bring a change creates frustration, it manifests itself as anger. I feel that anger also has to do more with the age and not just the generation. I'm extremely sorry if I've exceeded my word limit. No, you haven't, you're fine. I just want to thank everyone at News Laundry for creating meaningful, substantial content. You're all the real heroes. Was hoping you guys could review Fresh Off The Boat and also NDTV's new ad on tabloid media. Cheers. So, uh, NDTV's new ad on tabloid media, maybe Hafta can do it because that's more a new space. I haven't watched Fresh Off The Boat, Rajshree. Uh, uh, I have. I didn't like it much, but I can... But it's okay. But I, I thought Gibran's uh, diagnosis of Gen Z's anger is a pretty... Yeah. Pretty I think that is... I think it's very plausible and logical. I think it's just seeing all this shit and not being able to do anything just leads to anger and frustration, which maybe we didn't have when we were young. I think he's also being a little kind to Gen Z, but okay. Well, he's been very kind to us, so he's at least consistent. He's a kind person. He's consistent. A for being consistent. I thought you meant A for Apple. But A for effort, usually I say. If you watch Arstak, D for drugs, D for Deepika. <laughs> they are mad. What are these people? They are... I felt bad, na, Abhinandan. I felt very bad for you. And I also noticed that you only retweeted my tweet which stood up for Deepika. I had tweeted 10 other things before that. That you didn't retweet. As you saw, oh, she said something good about Deepika. Let's retweet this. Don't be so transparent, no? It's good to be transparent. And I think it's it's shocking what this, you know, Navika Kumars and Rahul Shiv, the losers of the world. By the way, all of you guys watch, uh, listening to this podcast. I hope you realize the shit that Times Now and Republic and stuff serve to you in Ajstak. And I hope you tell your family, friends, parents who watch this shit to call out the low caliber gutter content that the Navika Kumars and the Rahul Shankars indulge in. Because one boy who tweeted, 
was very thrilled that he his his I think um, mother or father asked him that you know they want to buy some I think washing machine or something. Huh. So they gave him a phone. So basically, took their phone. He subscribed. Oh, yeah, I saw. <laughs> subscribed to News Laundry and I think one more news this thing, and uh, then returned it. Said whatever Diwali discount pe le lena. And now they get alerts from News Laundry each time so that they can stay more informed. So we guys keep calling them out, but you guys have to call out, you know, the shit that passes off as news these days. Yeah, it's it's rather tragic anyway. I've written an article for a news uh, critiquing site on these uh, news channels and how they've been covering news critiquing site, News Laundry. Yeah. <laughs> who who commissioned you? Who commissioned me? They yes. did not commission me. I'm not a hooker that you can commission me. That's that's what you say. I've been commissioned. You commissioned the article, not the person, na? Okay. Who commissioned the article? Why are you going to sack the person? <laughs> It's someone who I interviewed and recommended that you hire. That's my back. I scratch yours. Very sad. Oh. Like that, I've learned from you only. I've been under the agreement. Now, since you've learned from me, learn this also. Check out this beat. Yo, take it away, boys. I have something to say because Abhinandan, for once, he Abhinandan doesn't watch or hear anything to do with this podcast. I put up whatever I think is okay on the thing on the sheet, and then he rejects or accepts depending on his mood. Abhinandan actually recommended a song, so then I thought the least I can do because I don't hear any of the songs because they're usually Punjabi songs. I clicked on it. He said the whole Pink Floyd and all, so I was so impressed that he listens to English music first of all. Then I clicked on it, and then I looked at the date, and it was two thousand and bloody thirteen. See the beauty. Seven years later, you're recommending. No, the beauty is that I'm recommending a retro mix of a retro yes, mix. Yes, that's what you are. But it was a good. So it's a mix. What are the two songs? Tell the people. Uh, they've. I'm sure they can identify by the two songs they've heard. One is uh, "Brick in the Wall" by Pink Floyd, and the other is uh, "Staying Alive" um, by Bee Gees. Yeah. And check out the video. It's really nicely done, and you see John Travolta dance. My God, he was so fabulous. And I, I think he's such a gifted actor, and his comeback, you know, from that young, amazing-looking, fit guy to an. Overweight, aging, double chin—you know—with uh, Michael and Pulp Fiction was just the most amazing comeback, the most successful comeback. He was still sexy in Pulp Fiction, even though he was overweight and all. He's just—he's got something very, and he's a very good actor, I have to say. But Staying Alive, there's another film that I watched. Now I—it will come back to me because I will Google it just now, where he plays a modern. He's in a jazz ballet class. It didn't become a big hit, but the dance numbers in that are just stunning. This is in his heyday during the Staying Alive time. Very, very good with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, that's uh, I'll tell you that film is um I think that's Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, no. could be. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. No, I think that's Saturday Night Fever. Jamie, Lee. I know the one you're talking about. It has those? Uh, I forget. Yeah. So, but the song is very good. You don't realize how well the beats actually match yeah. each other. They made for each other. Perfect. Two classes. Made classics. for each other, like ITC. 
So, Rashi, now tell us about the Emmys before we go on to the ads and the other film that we are going to review. Which is an excellent film. Aren't you impressed that I recommended that? Right. Okay, right, right, right means yes, I'm very impressed in Abhinandan's lingo. So, the Emmys were. Uh, so because of it's a pandemic. Yeah, it's a pandemic. Only for Abhinandan, it's been called pandemic. But it. Uh, it was a socially distanced Emmy. Jimmy Kimmel was the host. And it was actually quite amusing parts of it. So it was one hour, 15 minutes, because I think they had no, they had no performances and all, right, this time. And um, it was, so they did, they show that whole thing which Filmfare Awards does, right? So Rekhal be on stage, but she's also in the audience clapping at her own joke because the editor fell asleep at that point. Katrina is also dancing, but also watching herself. So it's very cool. When you watch Filmfare Awards, it's like you don't know what's happening. So in the same way, Jimmy Kimmel is presenting and it, like the full audience. So I did wonder that, wow, they are all sitting without masks. Shoulder to shoulder is a bit much. Till he says, so basically I forgot who one of the actors. He's talking to the actor and the actor is also in the audience. So he's like, how are you there? And Jimmy Kimmel says that it's clearly because there's no one in my audience. And he's presenting to an empty, this thing, which is also bizarre, I think, for especially the stand-up, the hosts and all now. It's a little bizarre for them. But uh, Jennifer Aniston comes for the show. So she presents one. She comes to the stage as in. So there are three, four people, Zendaya and all come to the stage. Swept the awards, is that right? Shit's Creek swept. Shit's Creek swept. So the awards, I have to say, they at least it matched my taste, so I think that it didn't miss a beat. But everyone must watch, if you haven't, and Abhinandan, I told you to watch it also, on Hot Star Succession. You absolutely must watch Succession for how it's a commentary on a media empire being run by this family. But it is so spot on and when it was happening, so this script while it's happening, right? So it's not like the show is scripted before and shot before. So there used to be things about Trump and what's happening in politics, which used to get commented on on the show. But it's so brilliantly scripted. So they one should speak, of course, just wipe the whole thing clean, the awards clean. Then uh, the things which were cute, which they done is that they send someone in a hazmat suit with the dress like a tuxedo. It's made like a tuxedo, the front of it, with the award. So he went to each uh, nominee's place, but if you lost, he left. So that Rami Yusuf loses and the guy knocks on the window and he waits. <laughs> so Rami Yusuf took a video and you can hear his sister or someone say, is he actually leaving with this? So that guy waves and walks up with the award. So you can see your award there if you're not getting. And they also had sent these boxes to people's houses which were automated. So uh, who got it? Colbert or no, Colbert didn't get it. John Oliver won the award for best uh, late night. This thing, it was automated. It used to pop open and an award pops out for you. So they take, they tried to make it as interesting as you can make a socially distant show, but it was nice. It was nicely done. Good awards all around. Right. So Rajshri is our in-house award expert. She watches yes. everything from film fair to Emmys, to the pandemics, to Grammys. Yeah. 
to whatever that means i don't watch anymore i don't know those singers na so i don't know what's happening also they aren't singing they are just talking and there's some music and they set something on fire and then it's an album uh so then i have this other mail from a subscriber rohit but before that just want to tell you thank you all who participated in the media rumble which concluded on sunday it was four days long it was a socially distanced media rumble we missed the hustle and bustle of you know about 100 speakers at the habitat and you know thousands of you come and we get to interact and meet so many of you this time all the sessions all the one on ones all the lectures and and the presentations were on zoom uh all these sessions will be available on the news uh, on sorry on the media rumble website uh, we'll also put it on the news laundry website so you can check out all these sessions uh, and there were some amazing sessions the one that i thought is especially relevant for our times is the one on radio rwanda uh, and there was another on how hate media can kind of completely warp a society and a polity and considering what's happening in india these days with the media i highly recommend both those sessions uh, and they'll all be soon uh also if people want to just read up hotel rwanda paul rutsesa bagina who is the guy who hotel rwanda is uh, based on uh the fact that he has been arrested and he is currently being tried for terrorism by the government which he has criticized it's uh, interesting i should read up about it that what is happening and there's really not much that can be the government has given him lawyers they gave him a list of lawyers and they said you can choose your legal team from here and and how he was arrested he was told he was tricked into thinking he was going somewhere else for a speaking opportunity and they took him back to kenya also this chinese um i think real estate uh, mogul who was who's been given 18 years of prison for calling um he a uh, joker uh, so yeah the world is really emulating <laughs> now this email is from rohit rohit says hi rajshree sen and the other guy mm-hmm. i nl and everything nl does podcastingly speaking hafta is a must this one is must must it's <laughs> <laughs> so, very abhinandan kind of humor good yeah. Uh, thought I will add something on what you two discussed in the last episode. The IPL ad is directed by Neeraj Ghewan, the director of Masan. Okay, no wonder it's so expertly done. Then Khali Pili song isn't it a little odd that lyricists don't get credit whatsoever? Even when Indian Express covered this issue here, and he's provided the link to that article, they mention the music directors and not the lyricist of the song. Kumar and Raj Shekhar are the lyricists. By the way, you two also forgot to mention them. as a typist i can see some alert that the makers have changed the lyrics of the song and there they thankfully mention the name of the lyricists on bandish bandits i haven't seen it but i've heard the music and while it certainly leaves a lot to be desired the album was enjoyable as a whole fun fact it is an amazon original and even on their music app amazon has forgotten to credit lyricists in the album i feel we must celebrate the lyricist lyrics of samir samant who has written them um for the better songs of the album i'm from near extinct breed of humans who were called music reviewers and abhinandan knows where i blog in bad grammar no syntax and almost violently excessive use of adverbs therefore i couldn't resist sharing my two bits about the music feel free to ignore this uh, my recommendations please watch two short films one is juice and one is epiphany there is a bit of bong and punjabi thing going on here Both these films are directed by the man who directed the IPL ad you had discussed. 
thank you and lots of love to both to Rajshree and to the Voice of Reason Abhinandan. I'm the Voice of Reason. I'm not the Voice of Reason. See, and and you're the Voice of Unreason. No, that's all right. That was a little mean. I felt that I'm not. So, I feel bad for yourself, Rajshree. That's all you do. We feel bad for sir. Uh, so, juice and episode. <laughs> put them on the list. Uh, we should try to watch these if these are by Neeraj Ghaiwan because I think he's a really gifted uh, director and writer. I will watch these. So will I. Don't show off and boast. Okay, I'm just saying. Speaking of ads, uh, Paytm Games had this ad. Good, sir. Match खत्म हो गया तेरा? नहीं सर वो match के लिए नहीं गया. मैं senior team को cheer करने आया. Life में खेलना है? Yeah. Cheer करना है. Sir, life में खेलना है sir. मोटिवेटिंग एड In 2020, I'm not sure slapping a child by the coach is an acceptable kind of message to put out, especially with Sachin there. And I'm shocked this ad hasn't got blowback. I have been beaten up by today's standard. You'd call it brutally. By when I was a child, uh, you know, it was normal to get beaten up like that, whether at school or at home. But I wouldn't want that today for my niece and nephew. Uh, I mean, although I do think. Uh, Gen Z is a bit too chui mui, but still, I don't think it's okay to slap kids around. And I'm shocked this has just got a free pass, Raj. She said. No, no. Also, listen. It's one thing when you. So I'm not a believer in this. I know that uh, Abhinandan doesn't subscribe to this view, but I do feel that when kids misbehave, and if you, I'm the parent. I can give them a whack on their ass, and I'm not saying break the ass. Like my mother hit me once, and I shut up. My mother hit me once, and I flew off my chair and I hit the wall. She denies that she did it, but she did do it. Now I'm not saying wallop your child. She can do it closer to a cliff, like now sometimes. That's something you would do, na? When you were there, why would she do it? Huh? But I so I don't believe in this thing of spare the rod totally. But I'm not saying take a rod and like make the child into one uh, invalid as a result. But coaches and all whacking you, I don't think is cool. One, I know that a lot of my friends in the boys' school used to get keen. They used to like it was quite a wild uh, place. I used to find like I hear oh we were called into the principal's office and we got a caning. So I said, okay, whatever. People beat you up, but seniors used to smash you with hockey sticks and all. No, no, seniors and all I get, but I'm saying disciplinary action by uh, people who are supposedly in uh, supposed to be in uh, authority figures, basically. But in this case, why does he get slapped? I forgot. Why did that boy get slapped? Instead of going for his own match coaching, he comes to cheer the senior. Sure. Coach. Yeah. Now, first of all, to me, the reason for giving a whack is. Also shows this coach is a psycho, according to me. Like this is hardly a reason to give one child a slap on the face. Second, to like the other kid is being nice to him and says that you come to my coach, who seems like quite a sweet coach, I must say. 
and this child chooses to go to the one who so tough love wins out that is what this is showing and you become like sachin who will not do anything other than promote companies and play cricket i think so you will be spineless but talented like the founder of paytm i don't think that the makers the sad could go to that kind of depth of what is the message they're putting out what's his name yeah. so i don't expect much from uh, my favorite entrepreneur on the blog vijay shekhar sharma who has not realized that china is not part of india so he is not an indian company but i'm ever ready to speak to vijay shekhar to explain this to him but uh, it's a weird ad I, you know so i get the message they're putting out but i really do think that in 2020 you cannot possibly endorse a child getting whacked by a coach uh even within family i think it should be very very selective uh but outside family definitely is not okay and i'm shocked that um and such- for this reason that he said i'm cheering so he got one whack on his face like dude that coach is not okay there's something wrong with him and this is what i mean now you know there are certain things that get a lot of pushback even though i don't think they're that that offensive and certain things which are endorsed by big celebrities and are very offensive get a free pass so i don't know how this world works rashi i just don't know oh my god you have to go and live on that cliff now which will push me off you build a hut on that cliff and become a recluse there uh, and i'll come to meet you i don't have to push me yeah, i can just push you off and come back and live my normal life oh then you then life would be so much better no you wish so rashi this film called cuties which was your recommendation and thank you But yes you recommended a good film i have a lot to say on this film uh, but i'll just give the plot and i'll first hand over the floor to you yes it's a french film directed by maimuna okay i've got to say her name she maimuna dukure has uh, this thing directed this film and it is also called minions it's that's actually the name it cuties is the translated name minions isn't that animation film minions No, not minions, minions. It could like be minions. Like filet mignon. Yeah, like filet mignon, but slightly different. It is that filet mignon actually. And and, and the lead character is uh, Amy, played by Fatia Yusuf. So it's about this young ten, eleven year old Senegalese girl who's in Paris, living in the uh, you know those uh, the, the low poor housing uh, kind hmm. of. Societies um, belongs to a very conservative uh, Muslim family. Her mother is, uh, you know, bringing up her Amy and her younger brother. The father, who doesn't make an appearance, has taken a second wife, and he's coming with her. And because the faith kind of allows it, it has to be celebrated, and everyone has to be happy that a second wife is coming. And in this angst-ridden world, uh, where she's trying to fit into her new school. She, she takes dance as a release and technology of social media you know wanted to get more likes want to be popular and being exposed to all the sexy cool dancing uh, on youtube type channels she kind of takes to dance and she joins a troupe of three other young 11 year old children in her school and they enter a dance competition reality show that is the basic plot of the film it's a coming of age film So Rajshree said tell me what you thought. Yeah. So uh, this girl is a, like there's a it's an immigrant family it's a Senegalese family which is uh, staying in uh, France in Paris and uh, 
she is very she has a sibling she has a younger brother brother right it's a brother that she has and she has no friends in school and it is a thing of trying to first be popular and just have some friends have someone like you and you usually some people gravitate towards the cool kids in because they are seeming a little uh, like they are the rebellious crowd who she wants to pitch in with i thought the way they so the reason why i watched this film is because there was this whole uh, campaign carrying on on cancel netflix because people claim that this film promotes pedophilia and sexualizes children this was based on this was by people who had not like all good people who uh, want to ban things they had not watched the film this was based on the poster of the film which i've seen the poster it's of the four girls running down a street with shopping bags in their hands and like it's a happy like and wearing bras and panties on top of their clothes basically yeah so yeah, it, yeah. but but it wasn't just a, it was a, a very um kya kehte hain um motivated it was a crafted page by qanon a uh, qanon which is a which is this basically conspiracy theory that many i mean even trump has endorsed the qanon people saying they're patriots and in fact just today uh, there will be a woman who will be entering the us uh, congress uh, who has in the past uh, endorsed the qanon conspiracies which says that basically trump is fighting this pedophile satan worshiping ring of people who are running corporate america government and everything it's mm. like this is a theory and they used this to say we were right and then people like caught on to that yeah and it just took over uh, like it was quite ridiculous so anyway netflix i'm glad to see did not pull it from netflix it is a uh, the every character in this film their interactions with each other the way the mother who is clearly a conservative woman and who is whether she's conservative or not she is in a setup where she is bogged down by uh I, what would you say by norms and customs which she might not agree with but she has no option other than to carry on living this life her the way she tries to protect her daughter even when her daughter seems to be going wild like i know that if i did what this girl did i would have got 20 whacks from my mother that this mother actually understands why her daughter is acting out the daughter's reactions to her father who she loves in the beginning till she hears that he is getting married and there's going to be a second wife that reaction the little boy who has a very small part but whenever he's there he's like though everything is so well sketched out and there is no there are certain parts which i do agree when they show the dance so this group of girls dances and it is very provocative some of the uh, moves that they have but i did feel yes that when they are showing the dance at some points it is a little like i don't see why you have to shoot it in that manner but yeah. it is exactly one not even one minute say 20 seconds of the whole film or 40 seconds at most of the whole film but the lesson in it is that do not because even her own friends 
are telling her that they think that she's gone overboard. So you're not being told that, or you're not being left to judge for yourself, is this right or wrong? There's a very clear, clearly spelled out that no, she should not be doing what she is. But it's a very sweet film actually, to see how... Sure, no, you, you're right. I think Memorna, what's the, how do you pronounce the director's name? Her name is, okay. I will find it again. Her name is Maimuna. Maimuna. Yeah, Maimuna, like to rhyme with Namuna. Maimuna, okay. So, Memuna, I think this is, um, <clears throat> I read a bit about this also after watching the film. Uh, and I think that's also very clear. It is a critique of the over-sexualization of adolescence or pre-adolescence and the kind of pop culture that they're exposed to. They over-sexualize themselves and society also over-sexualizes them. So, it is a commentary on that. So, that is the point. I mean, it isn't by accident that he's sexualized and he's making that point or she, uh, I don't know. Yeah, she, it's a woman who's made it. That's the whole point that a woman made this film. It's clear she's doing that. So, which is, uh, I guess, fine. So, uh, A, I thought the film, I, I really liked it. And I think everyone should watch this film again. Uh, the things that I thought were outstanding is the last song that this film ends with. It sounds like this. Oh, I don't understand what it is saying. It's French. You must be understanding it because you're so... I understand because I, I speak many tongues, as you say. We. We. We, we. You want to we. Go, we, and come back. Voulez-vous, parlez-vous, we. So, um, I think the last, last song was truly outstanding. I think this young child, Amy, who's uh, acted is a spectacular actor. I mean, what a performance. Um, I thought the, the film was very well and beautifully crafted. I do think um, that this, this, you know what you also said, that you did not have to shoot the dance sequence the way they shot it. And yeah. I'll tell you why. Because... I understand that the director is trying to show how society over-sexualizes it. I think it would have been more effective if the camera work was done in a more very, you know, Coppola static kind of way. Just have it on a tripod yeah. and have the, these children do these overly like, you know, 50 yeah. cent type music videos, take it to the candy shop type, you know, mm. dance. But the camera not aping those music video cameras. Exactly. I thought that was a bit unnecessary. I think the point would have been better made had she kind of shown the contrast between the overly sexual dance moves of these, you know, like the rap hip hop artists, like they're humping the ground, these women with yeah, yeah. So children doing that and the camera not lingering on, on their hips and on their chests. So I thought that was a little thing. A few things that I, uh, another thing that I think was very beautiful was that the resentment this child feels at her mother for accepting the reality yeah. that is sexual. You know, the anger is not at her mother, it's at her father. But it's angry that why isn't my mother like rebelling? And this reminds me of James Dean's that dialogue in uh, Rebel Royal Cause. <clears throat> dad, when you know his dad's a pushover. And I'm sorry, I fainted when you referred to James Dean that you know James Dean and you watch this film. I, just give me a second. Huh. Okay, carry on, Avinandan. There's a scene where he says, stand up for me, dad, and he breaks down. That's his like transformation moment. I thought, that whole thing of just having a resentment against your parent for being a pushover 
but yeah. not but yet you love them you understand the sympathy but you just want to lash out at that helplessness i think it's beautifully done oh and the thing that as a child you don't understand like even now when i look back at certain things about my parents or something i understand it better now right because also maybe you're living the same like you've gone through certain experiences with and more rashi as you become more mature and an adult Just, like that uh, huh i was provided your mother doesn't push you off a cliff before that my mother won't na you will only and by mistake you'll push my mother also along with me you talk any shit it's so sad <laughs> so sad <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I understand in this film are like what the fuck? The language. It's French. That's it. Oh, thank ah. you. The subtitles are English, which I understand. <laughs> But you know, there was this one scene where, because she is being so rebellious and angry mm-hmm. and behaving badly, her mother and that you know the elder of this very conservative Islamic community. So like an exorcism, pretty much. Brings this witch doctor, and mm-hmm. the witch doctor. you know holds her goes to the mother and says there's nothing wrong with her and he kind of diagnoses that she's being rebellious because the second yeah. marriage tells this woman that if you're not happy you don't have to stay as mm-hmm. so i wasn't sure like were they showing like a progressive witch doctor like what the fuck yeah. no the witch doctor is progressive also yeah. like Hitting on her, like I found that scene really strange oh, so funny why doctor and he's giving her feminism gyan while saying that or were they saying that mm-hmm. even the four marriage rule has a certain liberal angle because the woman if she's not happy she can walk out like what the fuck were they trying to say with that scene they were because life is not black and white you keep telling me life is not black and white bitch doctor is not black and white satani keda bitch doctor okay one thing i did feel is which i think this film does very successfully is to prove You know, a film about women tends to usually vilify men. Like you have to show that there's something the man has done, and this is a hard. Other than even the husband getting married again, that is part of his culture. They do not show that he's a horrible man. He calls up his wife. He calls up the daughter. Yeah, he, he in fact keeps calling up to talk to the daughter, and. I like that. That they nowhere is even the young boys. Are not shown as these vile, horrible Randy, which a lot of young boys are little Randy buggers. Boy is shown when he pats her ass in the in the classroom. Uh, but I think the one takeaway from this that I really identified is with is that older sisters are bullies basically across the world, across culture. Older siblings having bullies. Older brothers are not bullies; they become big uh-huh. become adults. So here's here's my diagnosis, Rajshree. older brothers are not as big bullies as older sisters but when you become an adult older brothers are dicks who are only after their own lives and would abandon anything whereas older sisters are really horrible bullies and they scar you for life when you're a child but as adults they are much more wonderful than older brothers i think that's okay. the so i have an older brother now i will say my brother was not a bully in the sense that like these sisters i agree i feel they just whack around their little brothers a lot very badly yeah it's oh, like no 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 your sister never whacked you around i know you fucking decide on everybody's yes, boy me they didn't they you didn't anyway carry on they said you were very Please, sweet boy so there are lots of lies in this this is true because i can't imagine that you were a sweet child either But my brother has done things like throw a dart into my foot to see, you know, whether it stands in flesh. 
Then he's taken it out and put some spray on my foot. So they do things like that, but they grow up to be real dicks. That I agree with you. But some older brothers are very nice brothers. Let me not say it for everyone. But older sisters, I think, are very sweet and nice. I think, I, I think in your case, the fact that you were allowed to become as old as you are now is itself. <laughs> you should try very hard to make sure that would not happen. You put a nariel on your head every Tuesday and say thank you, but. See, you are as, as thankless as you are. As, but this film is definitely, I strongly advise that people watch it. And especially in India, where we have those shows where those kids dance in the vilest manner, and which I've written about before on Z and all used to have these shows. There's a show which uh, used to be on, not History, what is the other channel? I've forgotten. Uh, Honey Boo Boo. Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, which is about this child star. Those are shows which actually exploit children. This film does the exact opposite of that. And uh, people should watch it. It's just a very, very good film. Also, if you can, I watched this documentary a long time ago. I think it was on BBC or CNN. I don't know um, whichever of the channels was available in India, maybe 15, 20 years ago. It's called Painted Babies. It's about the beauty pageant industry of, you know. I haven't seen it, huh? So, it's very disturbing. You should check that out also. So, yeah, it was quite a, a packed podcast, Rajshri. We really covered a lot of ground on this one. Yeah, and what good things we've discussed also, including Sachin, my favorite, my favorite celebrity, all-time favorite. You can write in and give us your comments and uh, suggestions on contact at newslaundry.com. I repeat, contact at newslaundry.com. Only the emails of subscribers will be read out, uh, just letting you know. Uh, So if you have any feedback, inputs or suggestions, do mail us. Also, check out all the discussions and uh, panels and the one-on-one talks that we had at the Media Rumble. It'll be up shortly. And do subscribe to News Laundry. Go to our website, newslaundry.com. We do some fantastic reporting. We have other podcasts. We have a lot of news-related stuff. Um, This is our only pop culture presentation out of all the other things we do. I hope you enjoyed this. But unless you pay, and if you leave news to be sustained by advertisers you will get the kind of shit that you get these days. So I urge you to pay to keep news free and subscribe to News Laundry because when the public pays, the public is served, Rajshri Sen. Rajshri Sen is part of the public which pays. You're too... Like Rajshri. You're amazing. I am. Do you realize that or not? Every day I follow an Ariel on my head and say, what the fuck, I'm so lucky. Nah, true, because otherwise I'll follow the Ariel on your head. Nah? But why waste an Ariel? That's I waste an Ariel. Huh? Absolutely. <laughs> That's that's what I I put it on my head and then I go to the red light. It's like Gola Gari, meet here, Gola Gari, Gola Gari, meet it. You someone too will stop and say, "Aapka mask kaha hai? Mask pano, beta." Huh? <laughs> so Rashi, um, I will add to the list of things to watch. I hope you also take some of my suggestions and don't only two so. I always take. I'm a good Indian woman who listens to what the man says. Very good. Congratulations. <laughs> so, until we're back next week. Yes, thank you, Mr. Sekri. Thank you, Ms. Sen. And it's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.